Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Morning with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Good morning, indeed. We are back in the New Morning Mercies devotional today. And uh, just a reminder, these devotionals can be a bit wordy, so definitely either pause or rewind if you need to, but they are incredibly powerful, and that's why we keep reading them. I'm going to go ahead and jump in. Why give way to fear when in Christ it is impossible for you to ever be alone because you are now the temple in which God dwells? It is far more than a too-good-to-be-true story. It is so amazing that it defies all normal human logic and intuition. It is the spiritual miracle of miracles that becomes the normal identity of all of God's children bought by grace. It is amazing enough that we are forgiven and accepted by God by grace and by grace alone. There is nothing natural about this. We naturally think that we have to work our way into God's favor and earn our way into God's presence, but the biblical story is anything but natural. It's the story of rebels who not only don't desire a relationship with God, but who could not possibly earn it even if they did desire a relationship with God. This is a story of divine intervention, of divine substitution, of divine sacrifice, and of divine grace. It is a story of God sending his son to live as we were meant to live, to die a death that each of us deserves, to satisfy God's righteous requirement and placate his anger and to rise out of the grave, conquering sin and death. It is a story of incredible patience, tenderness, compassion, love, mercy, and grace. Forgiveness is granted, acceptance is secured, and righteousness is given to those who could not have merited them on their own. But as amazing as the grace of forgiveness and the acceptance of God are, there is still more amazing grace to this story. God knew that the dilemma of our sin was such a deep personal moral disaster that it was not enough to forgive us. Forgiveness should never be minimized, but God knew we needed more. He knew that after our forgiveness and acceptance, we would need daily help. He knew we would need rescue. We would need strength and wisdom and deliverance. So he didn't just forgive us. He didn't just accept us. He came to us and made us the place where he dwells. Paul says it well in Galatians 2 verse 20. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I don't think that we talk about this enough. I don't think that we celebrate this reality enough. I don't think we let our hearts consider the wonder of this identity enough. By grace, we are the temple of the Most High God. By grace, He lives in us. By grace, His power is at our disposal. By grace, He fights on our behalf even if we don't have the sense to do so. By grace, he works within us to complete the labor of grace that he has begun. By grace, he animates us to desire and to do what is right. By grace, he exposes us and convicts us. We are able to choose and do what is right only because he lives in us and gives us the power to do so by his grace. He hasn't just forgiven us. He's taken up residence in us. And in that, there is real hope. And that's something I think we all need right now. I don't know if you're anything like me, 
but I struggle remembering that I am a temple of the living God and that he is always with me, not just whenever I'm freaking out and I'm like, God, help, please, 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 please help. No, no, he's here now. Yeah. He's here every moment and I don't need to invite him in. He already is here because he saved me through his grace and he dwells now in me. And I think that's that's such a powerful reminder, especially with what the author was saying in terms of his power is at our disposal. He fights on our behalf, even if we don't have the sense to do so ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. that it just went on and on and on. It was such a great reminder that we have God dwelling inside of us. And that's something that we should celebrate. It's something we should talk about, something that we should press into. Mm -hmm. And honestly, something that we should worship him for. Because without that grace and that constant help from him as the helper, I mean, honestly, we'd be so lost. Yeah, that's so true. It was that last sentence that really got me. He hasn't just forgiven us. He's taken up residence in us. And in that, there is real hope. I was having some time just in prayer and I was talking to God and I was like, Lord, I'm honestly like, I'm tired of just asking stuff. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm tired of just asking you for help. Like I want to just be in your presence. I want to just be with you. And it got me thinking about just our relationship with people and how the people we love, we love giving them gifts and he is our good father and he, he loves giving to us. But why do we love giving people gifts? It's because we, we love them. We love being in their presence, right? Like I love giving things to Chad because I love Chad. But if that was all Chad wanted from me was things I can give him and not just to spend time with me and, and be with me, mm-hmm. then that relationship wouldn't be thriving. Right. And, and so I often think, okay, is my relationship with God thriving? If all I'm doing is asking him for things or is my relationship thriving when I'm actually just embracing being in his presence without asking when I'm just in his presence in awe that I'm forgiven in awe that he has taken up residence in me in awe that he has forgiven me. And by his grace, we get to have this relationship. I think it's just that reminder sometimes that, um, our relationship with him is so much more than his forgiveness. Yeah, you're right. It is so much more. And it's just like what we've been talking about in the previous few days. It's so much more personal than a lot of us give it credit for. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the way to experience that personal side is to press into it and, and to realize that there's more. Um, this is, you know, I, I'm always trying to think of analogies and sometimes they just rattle off and sometimes they don't. But it's it's kind of similar to social media. Like if you know, if you stumble across somebody and you see their life on social media and it looks so great and all this stuff, you, you don't know them. Yeah. You know stuff about them. Mm-hmm. People do that to us and people do that to you, or they'll stumble yeah. across and be like, Oh wow, this person's got a cool life, or this person did that, or they went there, or they have that, or blah, 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 blah. But they don't know you, they just know about you. Yeah. And there's nothing replaces knowing God, not knowing about God, that not reading scripture for information, but reading scripture for intimacy. Yeah. So good. Mm. So true. You want to pray son out? I do. Dear heavenly father, Lord, uh, we just, we want to know you more. 
God. I just pray that um, today, specifically, Lord, for everyone listening right now as they press into your presence, God, that they would feel you in a new way, that they would get to know something new about you, that you would reveal yourself in a new way, Father. We are in awe and wonder of you and what you had to do, the sacrifices you had to make so that we could be in relationship with you, God. I pray that we never take that for granted. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. I'll be talking to you tomorrow. Tot scenes.